0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of TV7's Times Observer. I'm Jonathan Hassan, and joining me is my co-host and dear friend, Mr. Amir Salfati. Amir, we have plenty of things to discuss yes. for the past month and mm-hmm. of course there are several days still left for this month. But how about you open with prayer yes. and then we'll dive into today's topics. Father, we
1: thank you so much for uh, who you are and for the Word that you have left uh, with us so we can understand not only who You are, but what Your plans are. Uh, You did not leave us uh, as orphans and You also did not leave us in the dark. We know Your plans and we know the future only because You have uh, shared it with us through Your Word. And so, Father, today as we look into world events and Your Word, we pray that You will help us through the Holy Spirit to understand the times and the seasons in which we live. And uh, not just to observe the times, but also to be able to communicate the urgency of the times and the seasons to the people, so they will find hope and uh, and uh, faith in you. And we pray that
0: in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. I mean, well, earlier this month, I was meditating in the word of the Lord. And... I had the opportunity to start reading the bible just i wanted to go through the entire bible and you and uh started with the first chapter of the book of genesis bereshit and came across something that i felt very strongly about and uh while we were discussing this already earlier we uh decided to put that right now on the table and just give a short review on on those points and I, i'd like to ask our viewers to join us to the book of genesis bereshit uh, chapter 1 the first uh, uh, several verses and and i'll just start and read in hebrew and if you could follow in uh, english mm-hmm. bereshit bara elohim et hashamayim ve et haaretz ve haaretz hayta tov ve choshech al pnei tehom ve ruach elohim merachefet al pnei ha'mayim in
1: the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. So the evening and the morning were fir- were the first day.
0: Now. The reason I wanted also to read it in Hebrew, even though uh, it is the language we read our Bible in, so it's it's easier for us to understand and to relate to the Word of God that way. But it's quite interesting the last sentence that is said there: "Va'yihi boker, va'yihi erev, va'yihi erev, va'yihi boker yom echad." And it was evening, and it was morning and it was classified as day one mm-hmm. what does it mean god provided us the metrics of understanding how to define time in a reality which doesn't is not relevant to him mm-hmm. what, what can you tell us well you see that? that's the that's the beautiful thing about god god
1: comes from out of time there's no mass form and there is no space and there is no time for God. God is everywhere in everything and He does not need time. But for us humans, we needed that and therefore He created that. And, and not only that He needed that, later on He would start giving the people of Israel the festivals so they can uh, not just celebrate but commemorate certain events uh, throughout the year. So God wants us to understand the times and the seasons because that's how we handle things. Mm. I mean, for him, that's the beautiful thing about, about the fact that he already knows who is going to accept him, who is going to reject him in his foreknowledge. But we don't. And therefore, we are called to preach the gospel to all people all the time because we don't know. But in his foreknowledge... He already knows everything. The book so, of life
0: is obviously, already there.
1: Yes. You know? So for 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 God, time is not a concept that He lives by. You know, He's everything in everywhere, all powerful, and uh, and and that is why there is no way that you can try to compare God to anything that has been created and is in time, space or in, in in
0: material, because mm. that's not our God. Our God Indeed. is way bigger than that. And in the context of our ignorance and incapacity incap- uh, to understand the timeline without having that timeline created for us by uh, our Heavenly Father, um, it is amazing how he takes care of us in everything that yes. we do and prepare us to be able to observe the times. In accordance with his word, Mm -hmm. in accordance with his will. Uh, And now, of course, this month had various events taking place, which are relevant for the topic of our discussions. And the first one that I would like to uh, discuss is Israel's 73rd Independence Day. It is a special day, uh, of course, marked each year on Hei Be'yel. This year, it was on a Saturday, so they had to Get it earlier two days in order to commemorate it. And it was on the 14th of April this mm-hmm. uh, year. But uh, many people were sending me messages saying, why is it suddenly a month early? <laughs> and uh, it's not a month early. It's the wrong calendar. Yeah. It's not the Gregorian calendar, which exactly. was marked on the 14th of May, of yeah. course. So
1: the thing is that people are confused also when it comes to the day. Uh, our date, And our day starts in the evening and then in the morning. We just read it. The first day was evening and morning, not morning and evening. And therefore, a new day begins when it's evening. And uh, the Hebrew calendar is lunar calendar, where you have only 360 days versus the Gregorian one, which is a solar one with 365. And there's always, every few years, a gap that you have to close with an extra month that we need to add to catch up with the, the rest. But... Um, you know, the Hebrew calendar is what we go by. That's the biblical one, and that's the one that uh, might confuse some Gentiles sometimes, but we do it on the very day that we need
0: to. Well, it it confuses us Israelis as well, as we also follow the Gregorian uh, in general. But uh, thankfully, because of the fact that it's biblical and has that uh, context uh, from an institution, Perspective as the state of Israel observes both the Gregorian as well as the Hebrew calendar. We're always, uh, when we look at uh, different uh, uh, newspapers, so we'll have both and it will make things easier for us to keep track of the uh, various things. But I'd like to go to another point, uh, which uh, is in the book of Malachi. uh, Malachi, how do you say it in English? Malachi. Malachi, that's the one. So the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. And it says the following. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, in Malachi chapter uh, 3 is, of course, uh, that verse is amazing. Uh, and it says this, For I am the Lord, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed. O sons, of Jacob, Amen. And that's the beauty. I mean, God says, no matter what happened, no matter what the history between me and my people is, as long as I am the same God and I do not change, Israel will not be consumed. Amen. And that's a promise. This is a promise that uh, every every year we commemorate that the, the the day of independence is not just a day uh, to wave with the flag; is is a day to remember. That we are here f- for a reason, and it's a, a God that is faithful to His promises, and He cannot and will not change. And
0: something that I, I noticed here, and I'd like to hear your opinion yeah. on this. It says, O sons of Jacob, yeah. rather than Israel. Mm-hmm. Israel, obviously, is the name Jacob received after battling with God. Mm-hmm. Isra, battling yeah. with God, El. Why is he saying that? Why is he saying that? Because that's the promise to our
1: forefathers. Mm. You see? And also, you have to remember that when he brought the people of Israel into the land of Israel, he said, I'm not doing that because you're so good. I'm actually doing, I'm giving you this land, and I'm telling you to take those that are here out because they are evil and because of my promise to your fathers. Indeed. God is a God of pro- who keeps His promises. And that's, that's the one thing that is so hard for those who believe that the church has replaced Israel. It's very hard for them to deal with that. You know, for the longest time, when Israel was gone from our land for almost 2,000 years, the Christians that thought that God is no longer with Israel, they celebrated. They, they thought, you know, here, the Jews are no longer in their land. Then out of the blue, <laughs> we're back in our land and out of the blue on May 14, 1948, Israel is back as a nation in its land. And God says, hey, I'm still the same God, and I cannot change. Therefore,
0: you're not consumed, O sons of Jacob. And the amazing part here is there are the sons of Jacob and the people of God. And I believe that there is a distinct difference, which each one has a unique characteristic to itself based on biblical scripture. The one, of course, being the people of God, which is the house of Israel. And then there is the children of God for all those who have accepted our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And both have their own promises. Both are within the same vineyards. The one was planted from the mm-hmm. promises of old, and the other one was adopted into that same vineyard, mm-hmm. and both receive uh, a unique characteristic within yeah. what the Lord defined to us in the word uh, that He granted. But us. even
1: with Israel, unless they come to the saving knowledge of the Messiah, they will not be uh, experiencing the fullness of what God has promised for them. Mm-hmm. That's why in Romans 11, He says, and all of Israel will be saved. Blindness in part has happened to Israel. Until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and then all Israel will be saved. Mm. In other words, there's no other way than accepting Yeshua as our Lord and Savior. Mm, yeah. But unfortunately, it'll take, uh, uh, you know, some some rough times for Israel until they acknowledge that.
0: And I'd like to move to the, the next scripture, mm-hmm. uh, which is from Jeremiah 31. Yep. 30 and 36. Yes. And... Initially, we spoke about 35 to 36, but then we came to uh, the point where the new covenant is so significant for Mm -hmm. the New Testament, the the new um, foundation for the Word of God. And and this is something that uh, I'd, I'd like all of you to join us. Again, Jeremiah 31, verse 30. הנה ימים באים נאום אדוני וקראתי וקר... את בית ישראל ואת בית יהודה ברית חדשה, which means a new testament. לא כברית אשר קראתי את אבותם ביום החזיקי בידם להוציאם מארץ מצרים אשר הם מהאפרו את בריתי ואנוכי בעלותי במם נאום אדוני, כי זאת הברית החדשה אשר הקרות את בית ישראל אחרי הימים מהם נאום אדוני. נתתי את תורתי בקרבם, ועל ליבם הכתבנה, להם לאלוהים, והם יהיו לי לעם. ולא ילמדו עוד איש את ראו, ואיש את אחיו, לאמור, דו את אדוני, כי כולם ידעו אותי למקטנם, ועד הגדולם נאום אדוני, כי אסלח לעונם ולחטתם, לא אֲזָכָר עוד. כה אמר ה' נותן שמש לאור יומם חוקות, ירח וכוכבים לאור, לילה רוגה הים, והאמו, גלב ה' צבעות שמו, אם ימושו החוקים האלה, מלפניי, נאום ה' גם זרע ישראל, ישבטו מיה, המהיות גוי לפני כל העמים. Mm-hmm. כה אמר ה' אם ימדו שמיים מלמעלה, Amen. So, you know, Jonathan, when I,
1: uh, when I was searching for the Messiah, I thought that the New Testament is a Christian book for Christians, and the Old Testament is a Jewish book for the Jews. And then when people approached me with the gospel, they said, wait a minute, the New Testament is actually promised in the Old Testament. And it is promised to the Jewish people. And that's when they brought me to Jeremiah 31. And I'll, I'll read it now with what you've just read. And it says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant, New Testament with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand uh, to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and... I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no more shall every man teach his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more." And then, thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for a light by day, and the ordinance of the moon, and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar, the Lord of hosts in his name. I, if those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease. From being a nation from before me. By the way, Jeremiah uh, thirty-one is quoted in Hebrews chapter eight, verse ten, because it, that was, of course, the fulfillment of all of that. When Israel uh, saw the Messiah, the Bible says that there's the mystery of the Messiah, the mystery of the Messiah, mysterion in the Greek. Mm. What's the mystery of the Messiah? Is the fact that now he's in the last days, which started when he arrived. The the whole world is now going to hear about him and be able to accept him as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not like he cut off Israel and turned away from them, but he actually grafted the Gentiles into the olive tree that is already Israel. And that's just amazing. And that's why we're here, by the way. We're here from Jerusalem because he's not done with us. And we're here talking to predominantly Gentiles all around the world because God has grafted them into that olive tree.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, there, there comes also some kind of a responsibility with being a Jerusalem-born. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, praise God that mm-hmm. more and more people are seeing the truth, yeah. and uh, it's manifested through the truths of the Lord. Amen. Now, I, I'd like to go to the next thing, and this is actually written on the, the main page of the foreign ministry of of the state of Israel as a legal document Mm -hmm. which grants uh, Israel's legal right Mm -hmm. for the fact that the state of Israel was established on May 14, 1948, and it actually is derived from biblical prophecy. Correct. Ezekiel 36, 8, 12. Ezekiel 36... Verses 8 to 12. Would you like to read the Hebrew report? And I
1: I would like to say that before I read it, that this is a prophecy regarding how God brought back to life the dead land that was there, dead for 2,000 years, in preparation for the return of Israel Mm -hmm. to the land. So he said in verse 8... But you, O mountains of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people Israel, for they are about to come. For indeed, I am for you, and I will turn to you, and you shall be uh, tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you, and all the house of Israel, all of it, and the cities shall be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt, and I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bear young. And I will make you inhabited as in former times, and do better for you than in former times, uh, than your beginnings. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. Yes, I will cause men to walk on you, And my people Israel, they shall take possessions of you, and you shall be their inheritance. No more shall you bereave them of children." And that's an amazing promise that has been fulfilled. And um, I'm just amazed because, uh, you know, Mark Twain showed up in the 1800s Mm. and testified in his journal how dead the land is. He even, by the way, he praised Damascus. He, he saw how lush Damascus was, and then he looked at us and he says, even the cactus, which was the best friend of, of the desert, mm. doesn't want to grow here.
0: Well, I, I'll tell you, uh, my family was here <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. And uh, uh, I know my, my father always told me, uh, as they went to study in Europe, uh, coming from a family that, uh, that has the capacity to send their sons uh, abroad to study, uh, he didn't want to come back. I mean, the my grandmother and uh, my aunts, who um, my, my only, well, I have still two living aunts, but they're in their 80s plus, And every day they had to walk down the village from the mountains to a specific place to gather water in order to go back up. My father, on the first day of uh, his class, he had to travel two and a half mountains away or, or three mountains <laughs> away to go to school yeah. in the next amazing. village. And today
1: know? we we bring water to villages in Africa Indeed. and to villages in South America. We, we bring uh, drinking Correct. water. Correct. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing.
0: It's amazing and what happened here. Yeah. Um, Isaiah 66, oh, 7, verse 10.
1: You see, Jonathan... Uh, when Israel was uh, was born on May 14, there was no time for the Jewish people to even write the Declaration of Independence properly. So it was written in pieces, and only later on it was sewn together. It There was literally an hour to decide, mm. are we going to declare statehood or not? And that, the reason why I'm saying that, that's the background for what I'm about to read right now from Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. And, um and I'm reading from <clears throat> verse um 6 all the way to verse uh 10. can I in Hebrew in English sure uh, okay go ahead
0: We don't have much time, so we'll keep it only to English now.
1: The sound of noise from the city and a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord who fully repays His enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says the Lord God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her." God will not bring us all the way to this land to the moment of independence, and then says, no. Mm -hmm. As soon as it came to give birth, boom, the womb was opened, and a nation was born in one day. Mm -hmm.
0: Amazing. It is amazing to really see how all this history (laughs) emerges with prophecy and, and becomes reality.
1: It's good that we remind ourselves this, because when we talk about world events... We need to remind ourselves, all of the things around us are temporary. Mm. But our presence here is a promise of a God who is eternal. Mm. And uh, nations will rise and nations will fall, but the promises of God are forever. And so, I'm not here to apologize for why I'm here. This is not even myself who brought myself over here. Mm. There is a God in Ezekiel chapter 36, who that you read, it follows chapter 37, the dead bones, the valley of the dry bones. And he says, I, the Lord, will bring them back to their land. I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it. He says, Mm. no one brought you back to your land. I did. I spoke and I performed. Don't take credit for it. No other country, no other military. I did it because of my promise. And so we can talk about Iran. We can talk about Turkey. We can talk about Russia. We can talk about Sudan and Libya. We can talk about any country we want to. But we can never, ever uh, run away from the fact that our being here is in concrete. And it's, it's set in stone. And it's a promise of the... Almighty God that is away from time and space and material
0: We have about a minute and a half left uh, before the end of this program. We had a lot of points to discuss uh, but the Word of God speaks for itself and uh, Praise God for that Uh, many of those verses. We actually just you know felt that this is the right way to go for this program and and, uh, we prayed And I believe that God guided us through the word of the Lord, through his word, um, to the right ears. There are different things that are happening, of course, in Libya, Sudan. Uh, The United States uh, uh, is also uh, discussing and and agreed already with the Iraqi government to pull out its troops from Iraq to close all bases and turn them Mm -hmm. over, of course, leaving a very small presence there. Um, Many different things that are going to impact the various chain of events that would lead to the various mm-hmm. scriptures relevant mm-hmm. uh, in two chapters after what we read just now, exactly. uh, Ezekiel 38 and, and uh, so on and 39. But all of this is triggered in one moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all of this it is ultimately the, the bringing the people of Israel who have uh, been brought back to their Mm. land, to the land that God has promised them, to fulfill one more promise Mm -hmm. and to show them that I am the Lord your God. And that is the moment that all shall bow and confess. And to show the whole world. The whole world. Absolutely. Um, Our Heavenly Father is God, and and He's a good God, and... I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. But, uh, Amil, this is all the time that we have for today. And God willing, we'll have uh, many more programs uh, to discuss, much more on uh, the times ahead. So I'd like to thank Amil. Thank you to all our viewers for being part of today's program. God bless you, and we will see you next time. For more of TV7's productions and editorials, we invite you to visit our website at www.tv7israelnews.com.